0: You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 238 with Vanessa Ford. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day you guys. I'm super excited to have Vanessa back on the show today for this two-part episode. If you missed last week's, make sure to go back to that because it will give you a lot of information and it's kind of the foundation um, to both of these episodes. Um, but last week, what we did is we focused on women that are more in their late 30s going into their 40s. This week, we're going to be focusing more on your 40s and probably going into your early 50s. So um, I would listen to both. So then it gives you kind of an idea what to look for and if you are experiencing... Any of these symptoms, um, it will make you feel like you're not alone or that you're not crazy. Because I think a lot of times people are just like, I just don't know if this is normal. I don't know what's going on. And Vanessa was so informative. I think this will really help a lot of women. Um, so if you have friends that are kind of dealing with some issues and they just don't know what's going on, make sure to share this episode with them because I think this, they will find this very helpful. Um, some of the Uh, Products that she talks about, I wanted to go over them with you guys because also I have a code um, that you can use to get 10% off. The code is Amber Sandberg. And so if you go into the show notes, there's going to be um, a link in there that you click the link and then make sure you use Amber Sandberg as the code to get the 10% off. For all of you that already subscribed to my email list, you will have all the show notes already in your email. You don't even need to search for it. For those of you that have not subscribed to my email list, all you have to go to is mominspireshow.com, go to the episode, click into the show notes, and you will see that. Um, but some of the products that she's referencing um, to, I wanted to kind of go over that for you. Um, she talks about the Menofit, and this is a probiotic, and this really will um, help you with hot flashes and night sweats, um, hormonal weight gain and mood swings. So if you're kind of experiencing some of that, this would probably be a great product for you. One of the products that I am using and loving is called Happy Fiber. And um, it has L-tyrosine in it, which helps you feel good. Um, Some of the other things that it does is it helps your gut, um, it helps your digestion, improves mood and improves sugar metabolism is what it says. And I put this in my protein shake, I can't even taste it. And I'm pretty picky about um, adding things and it tasting weird. the other thing that she mentions that her um partner of Minnow Lab takes is the Minnow Glow. Um some of the things that this will help is with hot flashes, brittle, hair, nails, fine lines, and wrinkles, acne. And so if you're wanting to kind of like help your hair and your skin, the Minnow Glow might be a good fit for you. And then if you're trying to help with like maybe some weight gain and hot flashes, mood swings, then the Minnow Fit. And like I said, um, I am taking the Minnow, I'm sorry, the Happy Fiber. I do have the Minnow Fit. I have not taken it yet. Um, I'm finishing up what I currently have. What I like about the Minnow Fit, it has a lot of things in it like zinc, vitamin D, as well as probiotics, vitamin C um, because and vitamin K. So I take a lot of these things and I have to take them separately, which kind of becomes cumbersome. They have made it so that it's all in one. And I think that's so amazing, especially when traveling, um, you're not having to bring so many supplements. Um, I think one of the things that Vanessa mentioned, um, is the well-rested and it's a natural sleep aid for women and helps calm your mind. And, st- um, not only just fall asleep, but stay asleep. Um, and so that's well-rested. There's some other good things in here. So make sure to click the link so that you can find it. And again, use Amber Sandberg to get the 10% off. Um, so I wanted to just go over all of that because she mentions that while we're talking and I didn't want you guys to be like, wait, what is she saying? What did she reference to? Um, So that, in a nutshell, is what's going on. And like I said, we're going to just be talking a little bit more as you get closer to menopause. Um, Vanessa is on the back end of perimenopause. She's 48. And we just kind of talk about dealing with the hot flashes and um, the symptoms that you might be experiencing as you are getting closer to menopause that maybe you're not feeling um, in your earlier stages of perimenopause. So I hope you guys find this episode... Um, refreshing and educating, uh, because I know that there's so many people who have no idea what's going on. And Vanessa really highly recommends going to your doctor and getting blood tests, because then you'll truly know. Um, if you're you're even in perimenopause. But even if it says that you're not in perimenopause and you are feeling some of these things that we're talking about, um, then that's where I would highly recommend checking out some of the products that um, she created because I think it could really help with your symptoms. So um, again, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. Make sure to share this with your friends and let's go to the show. Hey, you guys, before we jump into this show, I just want to remind you that if you did not hear me announce a couple months ago that I am actually getting certified as a life coach as well as a weight loss coach through the Life Coach School with Brooke um, and which is such an amazing coaching school to go through. Let me just tell you that. Um, I have learned so much since even starting in January, and I thought that I knew a lot because I've been listening to her for such a long time, and um, I am in a group that kind of is like uses all of that thought work for the past couple of years. So I really felt like, hey, I I really kind of know what I'm doing. And this really helped me actually lose over 50 pounds in 2019. But let me tell you, going through the coaching certification has really up leveled my thinking. And so I want to help you guys. Um one of the reasons why I'm doing coaching is to help you guys beyond the podcast. And um part of my certification is actually to have some practice clients. And so I am looking to you guys. I want to gift this to you guys because it is free. I am not offering this outside of the podcast. I want to give this to you guys because I so appreciate you guys listening to me and being here week after week you have no idea how much you mean to me. So I want to be able to do this for you. So these are the people that I'm looking for. Um, I already had clients for the month of April and it was a little, um, it was like, we'll coach on anything. But for the month of June, I'm looking for three to four women who are struggling with weight loss, or maybe they are on their weight loss journey. Um, Maybe you have hit your maintenance weight, but you're Thinking, how am I going to maintain weight? How am I going to live life? How do I go out to eat? How do I do all of these things? All these things and not gain weight. Maybe you lost some weight and then you had a regain in 2020 with COVID and everything like that. Um, maybe you're just struggling with your confidence. Uh, maybe you're at the weight that you want to be, but like just trying on clothes and getting into clothes it's just not working for you, and you're so frustrated and you can't figure out your style, and it's really just impacting your self esteem. And maybe you're just kind of like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. Because Because I am at the weight that I used to be, but I look nothing like I used to look like. So this is who I want to help for the month of June. I think this is going to be my niche because I have the most passion for this. So if you are resonating with with this right now, I want you to DM me, send me a message in Instagram. My handle is mominspiredliving. If you already don't follow me, go check that out and follow me there. That would be great. Or if you're an email girl, you can email me, amber at mominspiredshow.com. Dot .com so again you can dm me or message me if this resonates with you, is something you want to do, I would love to help you. I would love to help, your, uh, help you get you to your goals for 2021. The only requirement is that you show up via Zoom and do the work as if you financially invested in this journey. So um, I am super excited. Reach out to me. Um, this is going to come to a close soon. So I want to make sure I get the people that are really interested and want to do this. I want to gift this to you. Um, so I can't wait to work with you and see where we can go with this. All right, let's go to the show. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. It's my pleasure, Amber. Thank you so much. Okay, so if you guys missed last week's episode, make sure to go there first because we kind of just set up the whole foundation of what we're going to be talking about today. And then that way we'll kind of all make sense. Um so, like I mentioned, we talked about perimenopause last week. And so we're gonna jump into the later stage of perimenopause and and what that looks like and menopause on this episode. Um, so Vanessa, how about you just take it away a little bit um, and just kind of share with us what that might look like? Because I think a lot of people don't really know, you know, if they heard the first episode, they they still may be a little bit confused. Like, okay, but what would I be expecting in the later stage of perimenopause and getting closer to menopause?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's just back up and remind folks what yes what the clinical definition of menopause is and what perimenopause is just so we're all coming from the same part of, of our understanding. Um, So menopause is clinically defined as the 12 consecutive months where you don't have a period Um, and perimenopause, which is maybe a new term for a lot of folks is the transitional period leading up to that. So it's when you go from being in your fertile years to menopause there's a whole section of time in there where your estrogen starts to fluctuate. um, And we call that perimenopause. And that can last um, on average for seven years for most women, but you know um, it can last up to 13 years in some cases. So it's a really significant part of your life that we just don't even talk about. Um, And so we talked a little bit about perimenopause in the, in the last episode And so I am 48 and I think I am on the back end of my perimenopause journey and approaching menopause. And so I have some personal experience of what that looks like. Now I have been taking probiotics and, and supplementing estrogen with my, you know, with phytoestrogens and probiotics. So I feel like maybe my experience has, has benefited from that. And maybe it would, it's not as, it's not like it would be if I wasn't doing those things. So I will put that caveat out there. Um, what I notice is my skin's a little dry. Now I live in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may want to say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, just because it, you're taking things to help mitigate the the fluctuation um, spikes in your estrogen, that doesn't mean that it's not eventually, you know, your follicles are going to stop producing and, and your estrogen's going to, you know, <laughs> right. going to go oh, bye by. So... Um, And that's, that's when you hit menopause, right? That's those, those 12 consecutive months. Now I do want to let listeners know that you can go into that 12 consecutive months without a period and, and you're in menopause, you're clinically in menopause for sure. And then you can have a period and you have to, you have have another 12 month cycle. (laughs) Yeah, that would be frustrating. yeah. Yeah. And I don't know really how many women that happens to, because there's mm. not a lot of research around that question. Um, something that Danielle, my co-founder and I are trying to change. Um, you know, there's just not a lot of research around any of this. And so we don't really know what the later stage of perimenopause into menopause looks like because we've just ignored it for so long. But I would say, you know, you can expect Things like mood swings and hot flashes and dry skin and and weight gain. But if you take the right steps in terms of diet, exercise, and um, a supplement that will help you with your estrogen levels, it's going to be a much smoother ride, a much smoother transition. And, you know, I I do want to let your listeners know that every single woman I have talked to who has hit menopause has said it's the best time of her life. You know, she's in menopause and she is just living it up now.
0: Yeah, I know. Cause I sometimes wonder about that. Like, okay. So once you finally get there, does it feel good? It's just the leading up to it. That feels kind of like
1: a wild ride. <laughs> exactly. You know, and the wild ride. So, um, I want to back up and talk a little bit about my perimenopause experience, um, yeah. as a career woman, um, because I am a mother and that's the one of the that's the most important part of my life, being a wife and a mother. but I am a career woman as well. and i um I was the marketing communications director for a very large animal welfare nonprofit, um, really near and dear to my heart job. But, you know, it's not fun. When you are in a meeting and you're just hoping that you don't have a hot flash, because how are you gonna explain that you have to cross out of the conference room covered in sweat and you know your face is flushing? How are you gonna explain that? How are you gonna explain the the menopausal mood swing? How are you gonna explain that your cramps are so out of whack that you maybe have to leave work early? It starts to impact your career and your efficacy at work and that that's, you know, the, you, you're you in your 40s, you're at your peak earning potential, peak career development, and then everything just gets derailed by all of this crazy estrogen bouncing around in your system. <laughs> and I know
0: I was just, and, well, and I was thinking too, like you have to deal with pregnancy, right? Like, so you're dealing with that. And, 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 you know, for me, I remember um, thinking when I was so nauseous, like, okay, how sick am I? And can I make it to the bathroom? Like, or do I need to run? Do I need to run yet? No, I don't know. So, I mean, all these things, right, that you have to think about as a woman and um, or if you're having to pump, you know, at work. I mean, there's just, it's like every every phase. And then you add now this of like, are you going to be completely drenched in a meeting? I didn't even think about that.
1: Oh, it's and it's not fun. And it's it's there's a lot of stuff that happens um, when you hit perimenopause. Um, brain fog is the wor- one of the worst. ones. Yes. OK. You know, That's I can't what I was think wondering. Of my own daughter's yeah. name and I only have one child. How terrible <laughs> does that makes me feel <laughs> But you know, I have I have very honest conversations with her about what's happening in my body so she understands what where it's coming from. You know, we used to make fun of my grandmother for, you know, calling us the dog's name. Uh and had we known, <laughs> they would have made so much fun of her, she probably felt terrible. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was just thinking I feel like this starts probably. Do you feel like this? Well, so you know what's challenging? Okay, I'm going to back up because I'm all over the place. You know, people have baby brain, right? So when you have a baby, no, they first day start with pregnancy brain, right? They're like, oh, I got pregnancy brain. I can't remember. And then you have baby brain because you're like, oh, the baby's sleeping. So I'm like, wait, when <laughs> do we get our brain back? You know, <laughs> how I'll long my- do we get our brain back? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> we have to wait till menopause to get our brain back. So, do you feel like your brain comes back at menopause? Um, it's mainly during perimenopause that it really gets a little wonky. Yeah, oh, exactly. okay. So,
1: it's, because what's happening is the estrogen is fluctuating, right? It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. Your body needs that estrogen to to regulate its system. It gets a it's, it gets an influx of estrogen, right? Because your body suddenly is producing a whole bunch of it. Um, and then your your body, you know, you you don't release any with follicle. You don't, right? So your estrogen isn't isn't manufactured, and your body's like, okay, what do I do now? I got to go pull it from the plants that that we consumed. I've got to pull it out of the the estrogen I'm storing in in your fat tissue, right? And that can be that's a a lot of lift for a system that requires so much energy, first of all, to, to, or so much estrogen to function properly. Um, It's got to, it's got to sort of figure out who's going to get the estrogen, right? Is it going to be your bones this week? Because last Mm. week, (laughs) I mean, this is a real oversimplification, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's got to parse out the estrogen you do have. Um, And, and so that can mean that some things take a back seat it can mean that your body is just not producing as much and, and so it, it it determines that you know you're you you need a whole lot of it because you're having too many hot flashes i mean you there's so much we don't know about how it all works yet because we haven't funded studies we haven't done studies we haven't even thought about it in the medical community from a research standpoint so it's hard to say but I can tell you that we are actively pushing for answers.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, so a few things stood out to me Um, in regards to like steps that you could be taking. Like if you're, you're kind of like 45 and up or maybe a little bit beyond 45 and you're kind of hitting that later stage of perimenopause, getting closer to menopause. um, What are some steps that you think, you know, women really need to be taking and, um, Also to like the women that are really starting to notice maybe that belly weight, you know, and they're just kind of like, you know, maybe they, I've seen people where they're older and they almost look pregnant. Like it's their, their stomach almost looks hard and the rest of them actually doesn't even look heavy. So, and and so I don't know, is that like uh, due to estrogen? Like what, what's happening there?
1: Yeah. So remember your body wants to hold on to any estrogen it can. Um, typically a pass out in your waist. Um, but as you start to make less of it, your body knows it needs it. So it stores it Mm. in your fat cells. So that's why you see the weight gain. Um, and (laughs) yes, absolutely. You will, as a woman notice weight gain, it's just your body's natural response to needing estrogen. Um, and so I would say, first of all, you should embrace your body at any stage. Uh, right. we're. I think we're really good these days about embracing our pregnancy stretch. I mean, it's yeah. still kind of kind of sucks that we get does. Stress. Yeah. <laughs>
0: People are trying to make the best of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think you have to have the same approach mm. with pause. Um, it really does get better. Seriously, literally every single woman I've talked to on the other side of this has said it's so much better. And, you know, she doesn't necessarily care that she has a few extra pounds. She doesn't necessarily care that she has wrinkles. What she cares about is, is she still be able to be physically active? Mm. Uh, does she still feel healthy? Can she still um, interact and do the things she loves with the people she loves? That really is what you're aiming for. Um, so I think if you can remember that taking care of yourself in your 30s and, and your and your mid-40s and everything is about establishing and making sure you've got quality of life for as long as possible, that's the way to think about it. Don't think mm-hmm. about, can I get into my skinny jeans I wore two years ago? Yeah. Do I have quali- quality of life and is it sustainable? Am I doing the things I need to do now so that I can do these things when I'm in my 80s?
0: Yeah, well, and let me ask you, what stands out to you for women in their forties? And this could have overlapped into the last show, but like you know, you're in your forties to really kind of set you up because you were talking about the quality of life. Um, What do you, what do you think? Like, if you could just say to all the women turning forty and going into their forties, like, oh, if you could really do these things this is really going to help you and set you up kind of for success as much as you can. I mean, I know you can't control everything. um, (laughs) But like if you could go back to 40, okay. And you'd be like, okay, let me start that over and not have all this, you know, menopause rage and all these things. um, And kind of knowing what you know now, um, like you just said, trying to fit into the skinny jeans, you know, giving yourself a little bit more grace. What is, what are those things that you feel like you would like to tell um, women in that age group?
1: Um, yeah. So the first thing is go to your doctor, get, get some blood work done, mm-hmm. understand where you're at so that you can make educated choices and decisions about where you want to go. Um, you can create a health plan with your doctor. And if your doctor's not doing that for you, you can do it yourself. Absolutely. Um, but your doctor should be helping you. Your doctor should be able to run a, a blood, some blood work and let you know, okay, your LDL is a little high, whatever it is, right, um, so that you can make informed decisions about what you should be eating how you should be exercising. You know, every person's body is different and unique. So I have scoliosis, for example. So for me, it's really difficult to do any exercises where um, your back is really involved in the exercise. Mm-hmm. I have to concentrate sort of more on my arms and my mm-hmm. legs and a little bit on my core, but I've got to be really careful about my back and my neck. Um, so you want to, as much as you can, Tailor your exercise and your and your diet to your specific needs. Now, I will say, a plant based diet, uh, a, or a you know a, a diet that is heavy in plants, is going to do a couple of things for you. Um, first of all, it's going to give you a lot of fiber, which you need for the right um, microbiome balance. Um, the the bacteria in your microbiome that are the most beneficial in terms of estrogen. Uh, deconjugation, which we talked about in the previous episode, and I don't want to go too much into it here. Yeah. Um, but if you can balance your microbiome, those 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 good little bacteria that are already helping you deconjugate estrogen, that are already helping you not crave sugar, right? There's some bacteria that is not great for you. It feeds on, um, oh no, so now I have my my menopause brain. I can't remember <laughs> long chain or short chain, but it's... W- it's either short chain fibers or long chain fibers. Ugh. Okay. Come to me. <laughs> Maybe will come
0: back to you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, and and they feed, they feed different things. Um, And depending on what kind of chain fiber you're, you're consuming, you're either going to help feed those bacteria that crave sugar, or you're going to help feed the bacteria that crave additional plants. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. So, so you want to, you want to think about what you're eating. If you're eating a lot of sugar, I would say, in you're in your, in your 40s, you're just going to exacerbate the 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 adipose tissue that your body wants to hold on to, right? The more the more fat you give your body to hold on to, the more it will hold on to. So stop eating sugar, really. Mm. I mean, that, you don't have Did to go say to fat? The doctor for that. Did basically. you say fat? <laughs> Did you say
0: that the more fat you eat, the more you hold on to? The more sugar. Oh, the more sugar. Okay. Yeah,
1: because- Yeah sugar is a real easy way for your body to say, "Ooh, right, we 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 need these fat cells to store yeah. estrogen, so let's use this sugar because it's right. really easy to turn into fat. So let's do it, yeah. right? So 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 don't, don't give your body a, a more sugar than than you're comfortable with, I guess. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm not saying well, you can't. eat it, uh, Cheesecake or whatever. Yeah. Now, but right. Not on a normal basis. What you're a saying. Based diet. And the other thing is, in terms of your heart health and your bone health, making sure that you exercise regularly is so important. Um, whenever you engage your muscles, you're engaging in bone building activity. So, you keep your bones healthier for longer. If you can stretch your muscles, if you can lift some weight, if you can take a walk, any movement that you do that involves your muscles is going to help your your bones. Um, and any, any exercise that, and I'm not talking you got to go out and run a marathon, you have to go do, you know, an hour of cardio. If you can get in a nice, healthy 20 minute walk. If you can, you walk five minutes here, five minutes there, five minutes here, whatever it is, your heart will reap some benefit from that. Mm. And the more you do it, the more your body will get comfortable with it. And the more your body will want to engage in those activities. So that's my, my best advice is, is really get together a health plan so that you can be as active and as, and have quality of life for as long as you can.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, one thing I wanted to ask is also to like, uh, women who are on, um, an IUD or birth control, um, how are they going to even know if they're, uh, uh, going through perimenopause? Because I feel like they're not getting that normal, the normal signals of their right. cycles, um, to kind of let them know things are
1: changing. Exactly. So uh, my co-founder, Danielle, is actually she she has an IUD and she said the exact same thing to me. How am I supposed to know? Um, And so that was part of the reason we created the app was because, yes, there are some really clear cycle Hmm. specific symptoms like irregular periods that might clue you in and that sort of thing. But there are all these other symptoms That will clue you in, but you need to know one to look for them. So when we created the app, we decided that we would, it's called mental life. By the way, I don't think I ever said it, but it's for iOS and Android. Um, Okay. We created the app so that a woman could identify her, the 40 most common symptoms of menopause right there in Mm. the app. And she can say, Oh, she can start making some connections. uh, So you can see what they are. You can see what you might be experiencing and tie it into this journey because if you're not having a period you won't know right it's but if your allergies are suddenly increasing (laughs) yeah tracking it in an app you will start to be able to make those connections you know if you um if you god forbid have a hot flash, that's a pretty good (laughs) indicator yes absolutely um so there are lots of different ways to to start seeing that. And I would say the the best way to know that is to start tracking it.
0: And you don't yeah. have to
1: do it in our app,
0: right? Right, right, right. But just uh, start paying attention to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can Google most common signs of, of menopause and start a, a spreadsheet and keep track of it there. Mm-hmm. However it works for you. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I was thinking about the hot flashes. So taking the phytoestrogen that's I know in your um meno um what was I know there's meno glow. What's the other one? And mental fit, yes, mental fit. Okay, so would that help uh, the hot flashes? uh, The phytoestrogen
1: our customers by and large report that absolutely they do. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's the best indicator, right? When yeah, women right. say it works for them, especially sure. because every woman is so unique. So if yes. you can find a, 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 solution that works for 97% of women, you're really on to yeah, something. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, exactly. The other thing too, that I wanted to ask, um, as we started, um, closing up this, um, last episode is, what about people that are really kind of struggling um, to sleep well? I feel like I hear that a lot um, as people um, start getting closer to 40 and then um, into their 40s, which is so sad because you think about like if you had babies in your 30s and you weren't sleeping because of the baby and then you're kind of like, yes, the kids are sleeping through the night and then now you're, you're not sleeping through the night just on your own. Like how frustrating is that?
1: Um, so yeah. can you speak to why that's happening Absolutely. So insomnia is something that women in perimenopause report. Now, menopausal women, not so much. They don't tend to have as much trouble sleeping. But when you're in perimenopause, uh, you do. Mm -hmm. And that's because estrogen is responsible for regulating your sleep system. Big surprise, right?
0: (laughs) It's all the estrogen. (laughs) Uh
1: but I would also say there are some things that are happening in women's brains that are a little different from men's brains. And Mm. one of the things that women report over and over and over again is they can't turn their brain off at Mm. night. You lay down and you obsess about this thing and that thing and this thing. And two minutes in your husband is snoring away, (laughs) but you're still over here, you know, 45 minutes later and you can't sleep. Right. Uh, We actually created a product. It's called Well-Rested by Mental Labs. And it has seven different ingredients that will help a woman turn her brain off. And then those ingredients, they're not time-released exactly, but they will hit the system at different points Mm. to help you sleep. And I was an insomniac since, I mean, for my whole life. Mm. Um, You know, I was a 20-year insomniac. And when I started taking Well-Rested... Uh, I have slept like a baby most That's nights. That's
0: awesome. Ever since. Yeah.
1: Not, not every night. There right. are some times when, you know, what's going on in my life is just so stressful, it doesn't matter. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But by and large, I sleep much better now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you know what I was wondering? Th- this is something that I've noticed too in the recent years. Well, maybe actually in the past year. Um, I, the, it's usually right before I'm going to start my period, I have a harder time sleeping. And I mm-hmm. wonder if it's the estrogen.
1: Yeah, because your body's probably trying to use the estrogen for other processes and not mm. not allotting enough to your sleep cycle.
0: Oh, yeah. And you know, I've heard actually younger people talk about this. Um I know a friend of mine who's in her 20s and she mentioned it and I never actually heard anyone say that and then I noticed one night like a few months ago I don't know if I was like I was waking up or I just couldn't get into sleep easily and I just felt like Maybe I either woke up not rested, and uh, which is frustrating because already if you're dealing with PMS, you're kind of already tired and you know irritable, and then you add on that you didn't get good sleep, and then maybe you have cramps or something, and you're just like, "Oh, this is not good to not have sleep." Um, so I, it, that makes sense that it's having to do with the estrogen, especially if later on, uh, for most people they're struggling. So for for me, it's only really that day before, but. Um, Yeah, that's just interesting. It it just kind of came to me now. And see, that's the whole point why I wanted to do this episode because I think there's just like these little things that people may not be paying attention to, but if they start kind of like looking back, kind of like when you noticed your uh, menopausal rage, you know, you Mm kind of start looking back and you're like, oh, it's like you start putting the puzzle together, right? That you might've kind of just blew off. You're kind of like, well, kind of like you were saying with the allergies and living in a desert and you're like, okay. Um, And so- just trying to help women, you know, kind of zero in on this so that they're, you know, just not walking around going what the heck and, you know, miserable. And so, um, is there anything else you wanted to say, um, about that before we close, um, that stands out to you that you want everyone to
1: hear? Uh, well, I would just like to, to say that, you know, Perimenopause, it can feel very daunting, and and going into menopause, especially because there's not a lot of education out there. There's not a lot of resources. Your doctor, you know, a tr- sometimes the the doctor's response is just, "Well, you're you know, you're in your forties. Here's some HRT and some antidepressants." Right? Um, there are better options. There are. There's education out there if you're willing to look for it, um, but. It's up to you to start having conversations with other women. This is what I wanna leave you with. Uh, if you can start talking honestly and openly with your friends and your female coworkers, and you know, also have conversations with the people who are really close in, to you in your life so that they understand What's going on with you and that you've identified that these things might be caused by your estrogen fluctuating and, and you're actively looking to find solutions, right? The more conversation you can have with people, with other women, with the people that you love, the more your journey will be better because you'll get more education, you'll get more resources, you'll you'll get more anecdotal stuff where you can say, oh, yes, that's happening to me too. And you'll get more support from the people in your life who will now understand that you haven't turned into a crazy person, right? It is a process going on in your body that's completely natural, and there are solutions for you.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. I mean, because I do think people could just feel really isolated. And Um, and just kind of feeling all these things, they may just feel like no one else is feeling this and it's only me. And, you know, again, this is why I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to catch people too, that are in their late thirties that may, this may not even be on their radar. Um, but as they enter their forties, they're kind of a little bit more aware and just kind of looking for these a little bit, these symptoms and stuff like that, so that they're not just wondering, when the world is happening to me. Um, So this was really great. And I appreciate you coming on and doing two episodes. And I know this is really going to help a lot of moms out there that just kind of um, are just trying to figure things out. And kind of like what you were saying, there's not that much re- research on menopause, which is so crazy to me that like, how are we in 2021? And there's not that much research <laughs> oh, on John. this
1: topic. Oh.
0: <laughs> What did you say? I'm sorry. Oh, that's a whole show in
1: itself. <laughs> I
0: know. I mean, hello, how many how many decades of women have gone through menopause at this point? And so, um, yeah, and and, and so for my girls and stuff like that, by the time they get to that, I, I I I hope that it looks vastly different, you know, for their sake and um so I'm glad that people like you are kind of taking charge and changing things up and, you know, looking into things and making um you know, solutions for women and talking about it just so that people don't feel alone or feel miserable, like you were saying. And so, and women are now uh, living longer, so they're going to be working longer. So I'm just picturing a poor woman sweating in a board meeting, you know, and they're drenched. I just think like, oh my gosh, that would be so awful. Um, So I'm I'm glad that there's things out there. I did want to ask one last thing um, I I forgot until now is with estrogen. You know. We're talking about phytoestrogen, but I know that there. I feel like there's a there were a lot of talks about people taking estrogen um, through hormone therapy and all that, and like, uh, does estrogen cause cancer and all that kind of stuff? So, can you kind of like just explain how that isn't going to cause cancer or why people were so skeptical of like hormone therapy? I know this is not hormone therapy per se. Well would you call it hormone therapy? I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I, this okay. is, uh, um, if you phytoestrogens and probiotics that help you deconjugate your own estrogen, no, that's not hormone re- the, uh, therapy. Ro- hormone replacement yes, re- yes, replacement yes, that's what therapy. I was thinking. Yeah, hormone replacement therapy, or HRT as we commonly know it, is, um, hormones that are distilled from horse urine, and th- there's nothing wrong with that, there's nothing, you know, if it works for you and your doctor has said it works for you and that's what you should be doing then absolutely you should do as your doctor prescribes uh, now there was a study out that that suggested that there was a higher increase for breast cancer a higher risk for breast cancer if you took hrt mm-hmm. now you know the medical community i think is is divided on this some say it's fine some say it's not there we need more research we need more studies Um, and so we can't definitively answer it, but if your doctor has sat down with you and explained what the potential risks are and you feel comfortable with that and you, then you should do it. You should do the thing that is best for you. I don't ever want women to pass judgment on each other for, for taking charge of their health. Um, so yeah, so this is not HRT. Okay. HRT is a very specific prescribed thing from a doctor um, that can help very, you know, a lot of women. HRT is a twenty-five billion-dollar industry. Oh wow! Yeah. So you know, I think there's a reason for that. It clearly works for a lot of women, um, but if it's not the right option for you, like it wasn't for me, uh, and I made that decision with my doctor, then there are other options.
0: Yeah. So do you mind sharing why it wasn't a good option? Because I think a lot of people wouldn't even know like, okay, what makes it not a good option for someone?
1: So there, the study that suggests that there is an increased risk for breast cancer, um, you know, it, it is of concern enough for my doctor and I, knowing that there is already a history and a genetic predisposition in my, in my family Mm. for breast cancer that we didn't want to take that risk. Sure. Right. So that's that's why I didn't choose it for myself. Um, and you know, I'm not the only woman out there who has a genetic predisposition for this. So you know, my, my uh, you know, I didn't have a lot of other options because she did say to me, "Well, look, your options are HRT and, um, and and antidepressants to help your mood swings, or we can go down some some more natural ways and we can figure out what those are." So that's you know, that's where I got. Into the rabbit hole of all this, yeah,
0: yeah. Creating your own thing, okay. I'll solve that problem.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because I think a lot of people don't know, and I think it got a bad rap for so long. And I didn't, I, I didn't even know if people are still doing it because, again, I'm not in that age range, so they're in, like, I'm not around people that are talking about that. But it's, it's good for people to kind of know, like, what is even going on, and, and that it is still an option. And um, at this point, I mean. Mm -hmm. who knows what's going to happen in 10, 15 years or whatever. But um, yeah, so that was very helpful. Well, Vanessa, I could just keep on talking to you. And and this is such good information and so helpful. Um, But I appreciate you coming on and just doing both of these episodes with us.
1: It was my absolute pleasure, Amber. I had so much fun. You know, I can talk about this stuff all day too. And you've been really wonderful. Hey,
0: you guys, are you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show? If not, make sure to subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list. Why it's so important is because I own the rights to my email list as well as to my website. So last year it taught me that social media, we do not own any content on that. They can decide at any moment to either hide content, they can prevent people from reaching out to you, finding you, and they can block you from certain things and you have no control over it. So I want you guys to subscribe to my show so that way You can always find me. You can always know what's going on because I own the rights to my email list. And so all you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, enter your name and email, and then that way every week on Tuesday, you will get an email from me with the newest episode with the show notes, as well as any links or codes that I talked about in the show. That way you don't have to go searching for it on my website and then go into the episode and then go into the show notes. It is all at your fingertips and makes it super easy, but most importantly, No one can take away this content um, and that way you don't have to worry, hey, what happened? I'm not seeing Amber stuff anymore on social media feeds. Like, why are they hiding it? I control all of this stuff. And so I just want to make sure that you guys will always know what's going on and that you will always have access to the things that I am sharing. And so please go subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show email list today.